welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And uh, this week on Radio Drama Revival, we continue a focus on some newcomers and off-the-beaten-path audio drama. Last week, we had Carl Hirsch's Flying Bike, the debut, and this week, we have a fairly unique show as well called Everybody Digs Bill Evans, um, about the late, great jazz pianist, uh, written by Bill Ballantyne. Uh, it's named by a musical album, but it is a radio play. Uh, Bill Ballantyne's a Toronto-based playwright and wrote this, uh, I guess you could call it a biopic. It follows scenes, um, imagined scenes from the early career of Bill Evans when they're trying to figure out what he was all about. Um, and, uh, he was a piano player who went on to work with Miles Davis and become, you know, quite a legend actually in contemporary jazz music. So it's, uh, almost as much about the music as it's about the audio drama. And I do hope you are a fan of jazz. You'll enjoy the next, uh, 45 minutes or so. Bit of a departure from our usual fare, but that's why I like this show. Keep changing it up. Um, first we got our Captain Radio review. Uh, we've got the radio serials by Mike Manifet, a New Jersey writer, um, he has done this little musing called Ellis Island and a few more on Mike Manifat Radio. Uh, enjoy. Greetings, Audionauts. Captain Radio here with a review of Mike Manifet's reflection series, Life on Earth, from Manifet Radio Productions, made possible by Rode Microphones. Passionate, unique audio transforms our world. You start with Rode. Visit RodeMic.com. That's R-O-D-E-M-I-C.com. Then I took a boat out to Ellis Island. I think there's something in European blood that attracts us to the sea somehow. Or maybe it's some genetic memory from our ancestors who fought wars in the sea, conducted trade, took vacations, went exploring, went treasure hunting, and had romantic rendezvous all on the waters of the world. With harbor spray misting his face as the tour boat approaches Ellis, Manifet imagines a deckside Irish immigrant girl witnessing a passing wave of European immigrants. Our family had passed through Ellis Island in the 1850s, where they must have witnessed some of the real pioneers of the prairie land. Scandinavian farmers headed out to the Midwest or Pacific Northwest. British men escaping the law over in England, who no doubt went on to become outlaws of the Wild West. And German Lutherans who were heading to the southern states. Ellis Island itself speaks silently of immigrant millions, awed first as they pass the Statue of Liberty, then stepping ashore at Ellis to concerts, welcoming parties, good meals, and even clowns speaking the universal language of laughter to children and families as they disembark wearily at the end of their arduous boat journey onto the shores of the land of endless hope. Manifet's imagination weaves tales of arrival and the decades that followed for some, like one-year-old Friedrich and his widowed father from Switzerland. He came over from Switzerland with his dad in 1918. They had lived on a farm. His name was Friedrich. He was only a year old. His mother had died giving birth to him. His father had had enough of all the crazy neighboring countries warring and killing each other all the time. He had some cousins who had emigrated a few decades prior who wound up settling in Chicago. There were butchers. Dreading a dreary life as a Midwest deli butcher, youthful Friedrich crosses half a continent to become a press anchor at San Francisco's largest printing house. All goes well until funny fellow Friedrich is caught and fired for mocking his supervisor's family before other employees. Homeless for nearly a decade thereafter, Friedrich's youthful derision eventually bleeds away into somber despair. Then, America's heart unexpectedly, poignantly rediscovers her lost adopted son. He held a sign that read, I have nothing and no one. Please help. A man came up to him. 
It was his former boss at the printing plant. He put some money in his empty coffee can and helped Friedrich up. Once Friedrich was standing, he noticed who it was. He began crying. I'm sorry, boss. I'm so, so very sorry. Himself transformed by innate American sympathy at the sight of disgraced Friedrich, the supervisor rehires a sincere penitent. Manifet conveys his biographical vignettes in an austerely calm, almost mesmerizing, yet not unpleasant voice. He enhances his haunting, vivid narration with vivid, recognizable classical music. He augments as well with occasional unobtrusive background sound effects and his own interspersed low-key philosophical reflections, as here, on returning from Ellis Island, he responds to the natural inspiration of Lady Liberty. I was humbled and almost felt like a guest here in this country. But her warm, homely face made me feel wanted. I began thinking about all the trials and tribulations America has been through and about all the current problems. At first I was worried, but then I felt some optimism that this country will pull through. Listen to Mike Manifet's Life on Earth episode, Ellis Island, at the CaptainRadio.com montage channel. Until next time, Audionauts, this is Captain Radio signing off. All right, thanks again, Captain Radio, CaptainRadio.com. Thank you, creators of the many great sites you can share, learn about, and discover. Audio drama, you can submit your show to at the Radio Drama Revival website. Check out the submit link. Uh, gets it right into our review queue. And if you want to create radio drama, we do have a guide that we're working on and uh, appreciate you checking it out. And if you have any suggestions, let us know. I answer a lot of questions about how to make this stuff. And I usually try to give good advice. Um, yeah. All right. On to our feature story. We have got Everybody Digs Bill Evans. A good time to grab uh, whatever you like to accompany jazz. Maybe that's a glass of red wine or a nice comfortable chair. It is a uh, groovy show. Next 40 minutes. Enjoy uh, this original play.
What is that? It's Bill Evans. No, I mean, what is that? It's Bill Evans. He's my new artist. It's a funeral march. No, it isn't. It's a dirge. It's beautiful. I want to slit my wrists. It's absolutely gorgeous. So where the hell's a trio? I thought you said there'd be a trio. There is. I just thought I'd start us off with a solo piece. Why? Get us into the mood of it. I want to die. Is that a mood? What's the matter with you? It's awful. It's navel-gazing. It's artsy crap. Well, this piece is by Leonard Bernstein. I don't care if it's by Beethoven. It brings me down. Makes me want to hang myself. How can you say that? We're building a jazz table here. What's that got to do with jazz? A strategy session was held on a hot summer day at Capitol Records in 1958. In attendance were Robert Rawlings, an A&R man, Sue Weintraub, the head of marketing, and Arthur Grayson, president of the label. Under discussion was the future of one Bill Evans, a jazz pianist whom Robert had recommended and signed to a conditional one-year contract. That muggy afternoon was the first time he had unveiled the work of his new client. Anxiety wavered in the air. Arthur was anxious to join his golfing friends. There's a mellowness. There's a quieting of the spirit. There's a a cleansing. God, I think I'm going to lose my lunch. It's mature music. It's music for adults. And I'm a child. It's not like Brubeck. No, sir. It hasn't got that snappy beat. Beat? It's barely alive. It's barely crawling. You know, it reminds me of Debussy. That's very acute. He's almost painting an abstract picture. Shoot me! And that's what makes him distinctive. We're selling jazz, not toe-sucking Debussy. How do you expect me to push this? As a new take on jazz. A new take? Look... I know it's not Horace Silver. You're telling me. Horace Silver is selling a thousand units a week. How many do you think this will sell? Well, it depends upon the marketing. No, it depends upon the music. Horace Silver, Dexter Gordon, Freddie Hubbard, Art Blakey. That's who we have in our stable. Cats who can really kick ass. Bill is more introspective. Introspective. Perspective, you call it? What's his name? Bill Evans. Who's he played with? George Russell, Tony Scott. He's backed up Lady Day. Oh, that's great. Who supplied the smack? What else do you have? Spare me. No, no, I, I've got something more up-tempo. Good. We have to avoid mood music. That's a sand trap. Absolutely, absolutely. Take a listen to this.
God! Just listen. Rob Rawlings was brought up in Verona, New Jersey, above his uncle's record shop. He got a job with the Dumont Network. He worked his way up to key grip on the Maury Amsterdam show. Among Maury's guests was the Tommy Dorsey Band. He befriended Louis Belson, the drummer, and took a job with the outfit as assistant booking agent. He was let go in 1954. Just when things looked bleak, he discovered Ruth Brown in a small Brooklyn club. He immediately saw her talent. He transformed her from a torch singer to a rock and roll diva, and her hit, Teardrops From My Eyes, remained at the top of the Billboard charts for three consecutive weeks. Capitol Records gobbled him up. He was part of the A&R team for two years. After brief stops with Savoy and Dot, he was appointed theme music coordinator at Disneyland. He retired in 1985 and lives in Boca Raton with his niece, Alice. Listen, Art, how much more do we have to take of this? Well, that was pleasant. Pleasant? Abide with me is pleasant. This doesn't mean it's gonna sell. You don't know if it'll sell. Okay. What slot? What do you mean? Uh, what is its niche? Bop? Hard bop? Soft bop? Cool, West Coast, dance, easy listening, romance. How do I package this sludge? Uh, it's jazz, Sue. It might not be hard. It might not hit you over the head, but it's jazz. Where's the beat? It has a steady, unswerving beat. 
It's just unrushed. This doesn't move. It most certainly does. The one thing Bill Evans has nailed is his sense of time. That's true. It's immaculate. The bassist is good. Oh, it moves. But like a tortoise, I still think I'm at a funeral. Does he do anything more rhythmic? Anything more cheerful? Oh, cheerful. You want something more cheerful? Yes, I do. Okay, listen to this. Thank you. 
Now that's good. Oh, yes, indeed. You know, it reminds me of Brubeck. A definite hint of Brubeck. Expands the time. As it moves. There's a little Art Tatum in there. Tons, tons. It's really grooving. Yes. Yeah, the speed. Yes. The way he phrases. Definitely. Oh, the way he abandons the left hand and just riffs with the right. He is very articulate. You know why, Art? Well, he's good. He listens. He listens to every note. He drinks it in. A lot of players, they're, they're all flash, not Bill Evans. What can you say? The man is blessed. Sue Weintraub was born in the Bronx. She left home at an early age and sold cosmetics at Woolworths. Procter & Gamble hired her as a receptionist. In three years, she was running Prell Shampoo. She changed the bottle sizes and expanded the fragrances, and in doing so, saved the company's stock. After meeting Vic Damone, she moved to Las Vegas and became his personal publicist. Vic, so impressed with her abilities, handed her over to his old pal, Arthur Grayson, at Capitol Records. She tripled his revenues. She died in 1979 at her winter home in Bern. Can I ask you a question? Certainly. Who's the drummer? He's a man called Jones. Sounds like he trained in Sherwood Forest. He's percussive. He's percussive? He's loud. He's tasteless. He's insensitive. He's aggressive. He isn't even listening to the piano. Well, he played with Miles Davis. Oh, so what? A junkie's carnival. Oh, you can't say that. Can you tone him down? Sure. Better still, can you fire him? Out of the question. Why not? Bill likes him. Why? I don't know. I'm phoning Roy Haynes. He'll fly in tomorrow and we can say goodbye to Mr. Jones. I didn't think he was all that bad. You didn't? No, he was loud, but so was Joe Morella. I thought he gave the piece some spice, and that is the contrast which heightens the piano and bass. That's it. It's like having light patches and dark patches in a painting. You need them both to make it work. Give me a break! Well, let's hear another one. Is the album complete? It is, yeah. We, we just need one more tune to round it out. Fine. This is one of my favorites.
Arthur Grayson was born in Southampton and started his career at his father's firm. He was a very quick study and soon was picking all of the futures at Merrill Lynch. General Electric saw his potential. They hired him in 1943 to take over operations and be the head of production. In the late 40s, Adlai Stevenson took him on to be an advisor. Arthur had the uncanny ability to make five decisions, all major, all substantive, within or under an hour. He was right nine-tenths of the time. He didn't think about it. He had always loved music. Even as a boy, he mooned to the band of Duke Ellington. It was no surprise, then, that Capital asked him to be president. His tenure was known as the Golden Years. He brought on Frank Sinatra and his orchestra. He gave it all up in 1970 to concentrate on his golf. Okay, I can't listen to this anymore. Uh, what is your problem? It's not jazz. It is jazz. It's deadly. You know what your problem is? No, I don't know what my problem is. No, you're scared. And you know of whom? No. Yourself. You're afraid to let down all the walls. You're afraid to lower the static and quietly examine your life. I need a drink. That's true. What are we going to call the album? Okay, sir. I know this is a little unusual. I know this is not following the rules, but I have an idea. Oh, what is that? He's new. Yes? Nobody knows him or his playing. That's right. He's a complete unknown. That's right. Everybody digs Bill Evans. What are you saying? Everyone will want to be in the Bill Evans Club, the cult. You don't want to be left out. You'll be square, one of them. Nobody wants to be one of them. No. So Bill is the man. What niche, what slot, what market, it doesn't matter. Everybody digs Bill Evans. I learned that from a psychiatrist named Adler. Reverse conditioning. Gentlemen, I can't do this. I can't do the impossible. Oh, you don't understand. We have a suicidal impressionistic pianist who carries along with him this oaf of a drummer? He's good. How do I sell this? That's your job. Arthur, help me out here. Oh, don't worry, Sue. Life goes on. Music isn't everything. What's a problem? Well, she thinks it won't sell. It will sell, sir. I promise. Maybe. Look, you think of Marshall Solal. You think of Errol Garner. These guys couldn't get a gig for years. True. And then they exploded. True. You will never know the mind of the public. This is jazz, which is always elusive. But it will find a market, and it will stand the test of time. It will live forever. He's got talent. He's a genius, sir. And it would be advantageous to have him in our stable. Adios, amigos. Do you like Gibsons? What are those? Oh, they're like martinis, only you replace the olive with the onion. Lights up your mouth, opens up all the oral glands. Oh, I've heard of them. Would you like one? It's a bit early, sir. Well, do you have anything more? Oh, yeah. This this is haunting. This he recorded at three o'clock in the morning when nobody else was around.
Oren, it's me, Art. Listen, we've just signed a kid who's got tons of promise, but he just doesn't cut it on the excitement side. No, he's, he's good. He's like Debussy. Now, you've got George Shearing, right? Well, I think that you'll like this kid. You're, you're the only one I know who could bring him along. Yes. Yes. No, but you have the sensitivity. You, you're born for this. Tell me, how much did Riverside make last year? Here is your next star. Oh, I'll waive that. Don't worry. Just, just send me back a little icing every now and then. I'm sending him to Riverside. Nobody knows about Riverside. No, don't worry. We're losing a modern gem. If you don't want a Gibson, would you mind leaving? You don't know what you're doing, sir. Oh, I've been around. Just shut the door behind you. Arthur was having his usual summer holiday at St. Andrews in Scotland. He loved playing golf and knew some of the most exotic courses in the world. As he was preparing for his tee shot on the seventh hole of St. Andrews, he was hit by a lightning bolt right at the base of his spine. He stiffened immediately and emitted clouds of gritty smoke from his head. His eyes turned milky. He uttered a few words of nonsense, then keeled over like a great big bag of potatoes. They had to cremate him without delay. The cause of death was officially listed as kidney failure, but the real villain was electricity. 300 kilovolts on a single spot in under a millisecond. The body would shut down and the brain would be useless, the heart would stop, and the burning of the flesh, what is known as external flashover, would be more than a person could take. Mesdames, Mesdemoiselles, Messieurs, on drums, Jack de Jonette. À la contrebasse, on bass, pour la première fois en Suisse, Eddie Gomez. Tous deux sont les partenaires du pianiste Bill Evans. And that was Everybody Digs Bill Evans, show by Bill Ballantyne, um, commemorating the late, great jazz pianist. Thank you, Bill and Bill. <laughs> In the meantime, over 150 hours of original audio drama programming at radiodramarevival.com. Learn about the latest in audio drama news. Follow us on Twitter. Hit up at Radiodrama. Search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival. We've got a page there. Or on iTunes, uh, look for us at Radio Drama Revival and uh, drop in, leave a review or your feedback on our page. Really appreciate it. Um, that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by Fred Greenhalgh, copyright of individual shows. Remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's community radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com at labor love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.